Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College basketball heat check. We're back. We got a great guest on today. Another heat check has won four in a row uh, out from the East Coast. Uh, new head coach Speedy Claxton. We don't have him on, but we have his right hand man. Uh, excited to bring in uh, the one and only Coach Serge. Let's go. Man, what up? How we doing, fellas? What's going on, guys? We're good. We're good, man. We're good. Um, welcome. It's East Coast. How's the East Coast treating you, man? What's good out there? All good on this side, man. Just uh, I'm a little bit south right now, more towards the DMV, doing some recruiting. But uh, all is yeah. good, man. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So four in a row. We'll get straight to it. We'll we'll get the other fun stuff later. Four in a row. Uh, we know early on, first game of the year. I'm talking to Serge on the road. You're like, man, I might have a chance against Houston. Like, we got some talent. I'm like, man, you don't know going into Houston. Lo and behold, <laughs> you guys take them to overtime. Had some chances to win it, had Maryland on the ropes, and then it le has led to, in my opinion, you guys maybe learning how to close those games with so many new guys and new coach, new staff. Uh, what's it like in this last four games? What's it been like? It just just to see these guys grow um, has has been, uh, um, you know, very pleasing because, you know, there's little things that easily for the Maryland game, we, we, we uh, came in with a point of emphasis on playing off two feet, Houston yeah. game. First game of the year, playing off two feet. Um, now, as we're going through this little streak, guys are playing off more two feet and seeing that, okay, by playing off two feet, ah, I won't turn it over, but also I can help find my teammate for a relocation or or just being able to make a better decision. And those are the little things. Just That's just a sheer example of what, something right. that that's helped us um, and the buy-in that's going on right now. And yeah. winning, winning is contagious. When you when things work, they tend to want to go use it again and do it again. And then that's just how kids are. And then that, that, that's how you continue to keep continuity on and aiming towards winning, continue this winning streak. Yes, that believe in, that buy-in. Uh, what has it been like working for, I mean, a legend at Hofstra, but really a legend 
really period when it comes to this game. Do what he did in college, then go on the Spurs and have so much success in the league. Um, you sound like a head coach yourself right now, talking about the team and how they're getting better. What has it been like working with such a great uh, person, such a great ball player, and now showing he's a great head coach too? Yeah, I mean, you be you you hit it on the head with everything. Uh, great person, uh, good ball player, and, and even like I said, like and and a, a great coach, and he's improving every day. And it, it, it's like one of those things where, you know, when you when you're transitioning into uh, from an assistant to a head coach. Uh, the work, the work as an assistant doesn't change when you, when you, when you turn into a head coach and he's staying in the trenches. And that's the one thing that uh, I can admire and, and we all can appreciate as a staff, as it relates to Speedy Flaxton, he's, he's in the trenches with us and he's doing the work and, and he's, and he's putting in the long hours and he has a demeanor about him, which the, which the guys really like. And it's more, it's laid back and it's not an approach that's overbearing, um, you know, it's just one of those things where guys can really relate to him. And it's been it's it's actually been a great experience just being around him every day and and seeing how he approaches every day. Um, and it starts with just being balanced. One of the things that kind of stands out to me about Hofstra heading into the season is you guys didn't shy away from any of these non-conference opponents. And I think a lot of coaches and staffs in their first year, they might want to ease into things and try to pick up some wins in the early going. But to open at Houston, a game you nearly won, also going on the road, taking on Iona, Maryland, Richmond, upcoming game against Arkansas. What went into the thought process here of, of maybe showing that we're ready to compete and, and maybe how did the players react to going into some of these tough environments? You know, it was part of the thing when Speedy took the job and uh, we didn't want to treat this as just a mid-major. Um, that's the one thing that he went in with. And by doing that, you can recruit at a high level. And being who he is, the pedigree that he has, he can attract certain kids. And, and that's what we did. And that's what he did. And he's attracted some pretty high-level guys that's been established on the college ranks already. And then when you're walking into these type of environments with that type of experience, it's really a, a no letdown. Um, so that's the one thing that he, that he made sure that he would do when he get the job is to have a balanced schedule, but more or less a, a challenging schedule to get you ready for the conference play. So there's no no loss of translation when you get into that uh, 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 that grind during the year. Like, okay, we've been through this. We've experienced this. It's one of those things that you have to challenge yourself. And right now we're, um, we're at the uh, uh, tail end of our uh, bulk of our schedule. Now we're, we're seeing who we really can be, and there's still room for growth. And there's, as you said, there's a lot of experience on this roster, plenty of upperclassmen, seniors that are taking on major roles. What has the buy-in been like? What's the culture been like? And how have these guys been able to to form a camaraderie on this year's team? You know what? Uh, it, you knew things were good, headed in the right direction when the players' locker room went after we lost Houston. They put their ownership on themselves. The coaches had nothing to say. It was more or less the guys. They took it on themselves. And then when we when we came back and and beat Duquesne, a pretty good A10 team, a solid A10 team, and they won it on the road. It's all play, it's all player driven. It's player centric, and the coaches are there to give guidance and, and give a rubric and, and the blueprint. But at the end of the day, there's no blueprint without buy-in. Um, you can't get if you can't get your guys to buy into the blueprint, then it's it, it's all a moot point. So. It's really been the guys, man. The guys build the culture. Um, we, we could lay the foundation, 
But if the guys don't believe in and buy into what we're saying and in the culture, then there's then we have nothing. And these guys, it's all on the players. The players have done it, and uh, and obviously with the great leadership from the top. And in terms of this overhaul and when Speedy came in and when when you came in with uh, these assistants as well, is there something in particular that you as a staff wanted to? really establish whether it's on the court or off the court? Is there something in particular that you really wanted to establish and make sure your players understood heading into the season? Well, you know what? When uh, when I came in and, and uh, Coach Coach Claxton hired uh, Coach Dapali and, and Coach Parada, Coach Dapali runs our defense, and he's done an exceptional job at um, implementing that, that, that pit bull mentality. And – He's done, he's done it to a point where all our guys understand that we don't accept any excuses on the defensive end. Even though we can put up points on the board in a hurry, but without defense and buy-in, there, there, there will be nights where you won't score 100 points. And that's where we're trying to teach our guys in terms of, like, hey, man, you may not score 100 points this tonight, but you got to be able to defend down the court and, and hold guys to certain certain percentages and, and not let them hit their mark. But I think when, when Coach hired uh, um, Coach Parada, um, especially and Coach Dapali, and, and implemented that culture of toughness and, and that pit bull mentality, all our guys, Leo, uh, loud, early, and often, that mentality has to take place in our lock, locker room and shaped our locker room to how we're playing on the defensive end. And you mentioned the the culture and the buy-in of this program. Are there any particular players on this year's roster who have kind of embodied a sort of leadership role? Or I mean, there's a lot of experience on this roster, so I imagine there are at least a handful of guys who stand out to you as a staff. Yeah, uh, you know, we have uh, Zach Cooks transferred in from uh, NJIT who averaged, uh, I think, 18 and a half points at NJIT, 18, uh, 17, 1800 point score over the course of four years. Then you have Aaron Estrada transferring from Oregon, um, St. Peter's then Oregon. And now he's with us. Those, those guys pretty much, uh, um, you know, set precedent in the locker room. Um, when you see your best players doing it every day, then everyone else follows. And those guys have been absolutely phenomenal. And they're really good players on top of that as well. And in terms of just looking at the conference at large, CAA's had a, a pretty successful non-conference play so far. What do you what do you take away or what would you want people to know about this conference and, and why might it be possibly overlooked uh, compared to the rest of the rest of the country? Well, just just getting in depth with the CAA, uh, it looks like this is just a variety of talent all across the board. Um, just looking at the scores, um, you know, I, I think we can compete at the high, you know, maybe one day get a, a, a double bid, um, another bid, who knows? That's kind of out of our control. But the only thing that I know in regard to the CAA from what, I, what I've been uh, experiencing is seeing these physical tough teams, scoring teams as well. I think you get a blend of a little bit of everything in the CAA. And, um, and, and as you can see with us, you're getting a little bit of everything as well. So, if you want a team that it definitely could provide entertainment and definitely could get some points on the board and defend, yes, you definitely want to look at us and, and some other teams in the CAA as well. Yeah, it looks like Estrada, um, player of the week, recognized by a couple of different publications. Uh, talk a little about what it's been like to jail these guys and then what makes those particular guys uh, so unique that he's able to get a, a, an award like that. You know what, you know, players – 
good players want to play with good players. Right. You know, and and if you don't want to play with other good players, then it makes you question uh, um, your love for the game and do you really want to win? Uh, that's what really attracted Aaron Estrada to come to Hofstra University and more or less to be to play for a legendary coach and and, and former player Speedy Claxton and also Zach Cooks. Right. Uh, I mean, they good player and right. they knew it's like during the whole recruiting process, they all knew they all knew each other and they're like, wow, they're established at this university and we're all going to come to one place. Right. And it's going to be a movie. And and that's how these guys, you know, obviously social media, Twitter and all the, all the other media outlets where guys communicate. Right. And they all know each other and winning breeds winning. And, yep. and, and that's and that's all and that's all that happened, man. These guys, once they step into the locker room, they want to be winners. No doubt. No doubt. Um, as coach got on the floor yet and had to show him a little something, has there been a moment yet? I know there's been a moment. Like he's like, hey, don't test me now. I still got it. Like, what's that man, moment been like? Man, I don't want to talk about his bad knees, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this he's gonna kill me. But uh, uh no, he really had like the great thing about coach is like you don't what does he have to prove? Like nothing, or, nothing. You know, check, he doesn't have check to check the resume, Google yeah, me. Check the re- yeah, just, <laughs> Google me. Just do one of those, like Google me. He don't have to he doesn't have to shoot a ball, he doesn't have to do anything. It's just it's just instant respect, man. He's yeah. done it. Um and you know, when these kids in the landscape now where where kids are shooting too high and and, and um you know not going where they're really wanted. Right. Uh, He's a perfect example of, you know, going somewhere where, where you wanted and made yourself into a legend. And No doubt. No doubt. Is the um, So talk about the upcoming schedule. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then what what's – I guess the biggest thing is what's a what's success for year one for Coach Clax? I know it's – everyone wants to go to the tournament. Everyone wants to win a championship. So you want to shoot as high as you can and do that. And this team has enough ability to be able to – get high in March and make some magic things happen. What will you walk away from this season and be like, you know what, this was a successful year one. What, what would that look like, you think? Uh, just establishing a recruiting base and and really, you know, Speedy Coach Claxton had a way he wanted to play, and, and it's all coming together now. After year one, we just want to reassess the talent that we have and see where we can plug in guys and, and, and get more talent in certain areas. We just want to stockpile and accumulate a great amount of talent to where we can be sustainable. And that's the thing with uh, this landscape. It doesn't create a lot of, um, you know, um, what, what the word I'm looking for is more or less uh, continuity uh, with this landscape. We want to try to keep some continuity and, and bring in that level of talent to where next year it's no drop off. The year after that is no drop off. And then for the foreseeable future is no drop off. And after year one, we just need to continue to find, uh, c- keep that base of where we know where we need to, where our recruiting base can be in, in order to foresee that continuity. Yeah, and and even beyond that, I think with the addition of Cooks and Estrada in the off season and their immediate contributions to this program, despite coming over as transfers, what what would you say that has looked like in in taking these noteworthy transfers and having them buy in and and you know, commit to this team and, and have these substantial roles on the roster. You know, that, that comes with the greatness of uh, uh, the head coach and the assistants where we can be whisperers, <laughs> <laughs> where we can, uh, uh, where we can put talent together. And then it, if it hits, 
you know, then you're an instant success. But if it doesn't hit, then then you you know you know the rest. Mm-hmm. And it's up to our job to uh, um, to really dissect character and see how you can put the puzzle together. Because ultimately, yes, we want talent, but there's certain talents that don't mesh. Um, that's the reality of it. Reality of it. And a lot of it comes, yeah, you can have great talent, but if your talent are not good people, it ends up, it could end up backfiring. So that's where we're very cognizant of when we're recruiting our grad transfers, prior, uh, prior history of relationships, um, AU guys, it's, even though it's one year guys or, or, or transfers, we're making sure that we're in depth with the, uh, um, the background because you can't just pluck anybody from the transfer portal. No doubt. You know, so you got to really be uh, um, cognizant of that. And they have to be the right fit for your institution. Yeah. Yeah. The transfer portal makes it work. Getting a year job in year one, you can actually uh, recruit late and still get superior impact level talent. And if you can get the right character and get the right mesh pieces, you guys can be in a situation like you guys are now. Tell us some of the funny behind the scenes, man. If you got a funny storage for us behind the scenes, what you got for us over there, man? I know you got something good. Man, I don't know if I could tell my funny stories, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a, that it's internal. You, all right, you got, you got, you got to give a surge funny story then from your career, <laughs> either playing or coaching. You got to give us something funny from your career. You forgot your shoes one time. You had to play in some pink slippers and give us something. I think I might have hit you with the uh, couple years ago when um uh, I had these um these tight pants. And I tried to squat and then right in the middle of the game. <laughs> You're so, not the only one that's ever happened to that. We've heard this story before. But check this out, though. Uh, uh, it ripped in the middle of the game, and I and I sat down the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> so until until the game was over, you yeah, got to make the game. <laughs> People didn't you know, know. You know how you walk when you got a, a like a little wedgie or something. Like that's kind of how I was walking on the handshake line. I was walking how'd, like that. How did you, you do the How did you do the full timeouts? How did you do those? Man, listen, I just slid over. Bring the chair with you. You know, and, and another one I have. I just think about it because a CIT championship. We're playing Furman at uh, St. Peter's years ago. Yeah, and. uh I forgot my suit pants. Yeah, at home. I heard, I heard one of these. Tell, tell us how, how it ended. I ended up borrowing the equipment manager's jeans that looked like wow. slacks, wow. and I had some brown shoes. I thought I was in the Midwest with some cowboy pants. <laughs> 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 oh, that's glad. Did you win the game? That's the yeah, question. Yes, we won. We that's always the best. Then you but, can laugh about it. Man, it was like color coded jeans. <laughs> With like just, a drawstring belt, <laughs> he happened to be the right size. He, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> that's another game I sat down as well. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. That's good. We'll let you go in just a little bit. What's what's something you would want people to know about Hofstra, Coach Claxon, that maybe they don't know? I mean, we we know how this thing is. It's hard to get some of the narratives out there that you would want to have and people have their own outside opinions or, or people just don't know. So what would you want people to know if you had to say about uh, Hofstra or, or Coach Claxton or both? Well, you know, I would say Hofstra is a, um, a really profound university in the middle of uh, Long Island, New York, um, Hempstead, New York, Borders, Queens, um, really about an enrollment of 11,000. Uh, really, really good institution, big on communication, but I don't want to get into the sales pitch of the university right now. So 
but uh, uh um but just just a good place a good place to be um great place that family atmosphere but also one thing that you need to know is when you're playing for a coach like speedy claxton um and just working for a guy like speedy claxton it's it's no pressure um in terms of just being who you are um and i think when when you come in as a player a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of student athletes complain about coaches not letting me play my game if it's your game speedy claxton will let you play it but within the confines of our rules so that's one thing that 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 um, you should know about Speedy Claxton, and that's how we're going to be able to get some high level talent. I love it. I love it, Eli. I'll let you close it out, and then we're, uh, we'll we'll let Mr. Serge get on to his recruiting and keep bringing in the high level talent he's been doing. Yeah, it's it's a it's good recruiting pitch to me. I'm I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> for from from here on out, what you've gathered with with this team, and you know, you had the close calls against Houston and Maryland, and uh, obviously, before we hopped on, it's like you wish those were games you had back, of course. But what do you take from that? What have you taken from the team so far? And and what's the focus now moving forward and as we kind of enter the second season into conference play? You know, it's 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 really just incremental growth. Um, you know, as you can see, and, and the beauty of a season is, and then at the end of the year, everyone's hugging each other and they're getting emotional when the season's over. It's because you went through the pain early on you went through the struggle early on and right now yes we're winning games but there's still things that we can be a whole lot better we still feel like we haven't scratched the surface yet and that's the, that's the thing with this team and, and that's just the thing in basketball in general when you're building a team um i think there's so much growth and um as we come through the sec the latter parts of the uh non-conference season right now we want to continue to grow in the little things and then hopefully by the time when we get into conference play all right, we figured some things out and continue to grow in other areas. There's never a perfect team. There's always things to work on. And I think as this team continues to go, we just want to focus on incremental growth in little areas that we deem that needs to be improved on. And I think that's where the the, uh, the direction that we're headed to right now, which is little incremental growth in every little thing. Love it, man. Love it. Well, Serge, we'll let you get back to it. Great luck the rest of the way. I'm sure you'll be keeping it hot. We got the heat check, four in a row, Hofstra prize in the building. Serge, thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. The heat check. Keep us heating tomorrow, man. Please. Please. <laughs> Keep it hot. Keep it hot. Thank you, big. Serge. Appreciate you, coach. As always, we'd like to have Eli close the show. What you got for us, Eli? Yes, a uh, really good perspective from Serge and Hofstra's going to be, they're going to be one of these teams that is going to be slightly under the radar as typical CAA teams are. And then we look up in March and they're right there. They're competing for a tournament bid or, or they're placed in the brackets in March. And I, I think this league has been very underrated in terms of producing teams that are capable of winning games in March. And Hofstra has high caliber guys when they, and, the, the basis of these players that they've had transfers coming in. We didn't even mention Jalen Ray on this show, who we've had several articles written about him on Heat Check already this season and just the skill set he has as a scorer. It's a very strong offensive team. They can put up points in a hurry, and I think uh, they still have room to grow on the defensive side, as Serge said. So it's, it's going to be a tough out playing Hofstra, going to be one of the top teams in the CAA. And when you, when you do that, when you have a chance to compete for a tournament bid, then, you know, kind of the sky is the limit from there. 
No doubt. No doubt. And Coach Claxton, we love to see the success in year one. Such a great hire to be able to bring back uh, someone who's going to have that ownership and pride in the university. Uh, and then, you know, he's hired a great staff. Uh, Serge obviously mentioned the other guys on staff. Uh, Serge has built a reputation as being one of the best at what he does uh, in the country. And that's why he's there. And uh, he's going to continue to do big things behind the scenes to make things happen. So excited we had to have him on and uh, watch out for the Hawks of Pride and look for more Heat Check, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You know where to find us. Uh, look forward to more soon. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy. <laughs>